The Daniel White Show is proudly sponsored by Hybrid Coffee. And when we say we're proud, we're really, really proud. Because not only does Hybrid Coffee specialize in cold brew that's less bitter and has more antioxidants, twice the caffeine, and lower sugar than your average cup of joe, every can you purchase helps support families that make the coffee industry possible. That means giving back to 3,600 members across 65,000 acres of Colombian coffee farms to help them achieve greater profitability with less environmental impact on the planet. So don't just drink cold brew, drink high brew. Go to www.highbrewcoffee.com, use promo code DWBREW20 for 20% off your order of a 12 pack and get cold brew that doesn't taste better, but does better. Ship directly to your door. Testing, one, two, three, these nuts. Testing. One, two, three, these nuts. One, two, three, these nuts. One, these two, nuts. three. Didn't you want to show these nuts? You might see my ass in a minute, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get up and get my shit together. Oh, uh, that's going in the intro. That's why I laughed. Because I always oh, put... <laughs> uh... <laughs> episode 23 and this is a as you can as you can hear we have a returning guest the one and only ashley johnson what's going on what's going on how you doing um i'm doing pretty good i'm doing pretty good how are you i'm good i'm grateful for you because you did this very last minute and i was very surprised when i texted you Um, you did write like whoa like you were shocked well, because um, <laughs> we're both not fans of last minute, like no, anything. But I like talking to you, and honestly, we talk to each other every night, so this is no different than any of our nightly conversations. This so. is it's just recorded. Absolutely, that's recorded. a good point. <laughs> but I said that was I said that the episode tonight was canceled. But actually, I went back and read it. Didn't it wasn't canceled? I went back and read the text that I sent the guy. Um, and I definitely got the dates mixed up, so that was really on me. <laughs> Yo, time is crazy right now. Like I, every week, except for this week or less the last few weeks, I've lost days. Like I keep losing at least twenty four to forty eight hours. So every Thursday, I'm like, it's Friday. Like every single Bruh. week. So it's okay. Shit keeps slipping through the cracks. I think that's just a part of where we are as a people right now. <laughs> yes. As a whole American people, actually a whole world people, everyone's fucked up right now. You know what I'm saying? So Real. it is what it yeah. is. I was talking about that a little bit last night on my Instagram about just the stress and weight of this time. Like nothing is normal. And so I'm just in my house kind of uh, bouncing up against the walls and um stress and very interesting it's weird because i'm like not outside but i'm like just stressed out like just, all the time so, every day like every I- day so it's it takes real effort to really find your some some good some goodness right now you know what i mean yes um, but i've got i've got nothing major to complain about so i feel very fortunate very good yes it's crazy it's crazy. It's, it's really crazy. It's, How are you? How I'm, are you? I'm good. I actually had to 
this morning, I w- over the past like couple of weeks, I was out of my routine a lot, and it was like bothering me mentally. So I had to like get back on my my yoga and me- meditation this morning, and that like helped almost instantly. Um, so it was crazy how uh, not I mean, doing that has been, you know? Yeah, I need more stillness exercise. Like more, I need to seek meditation and stillness, or just activity that calms my ass down more often. <laughs> Absolutely. I think we both is, Oh god, yeah. Cuz I'd be in my head all the time, so. Yeah. But it's cool. I'm glad to I'm glad to you know, we see each other a lot throughout the week. So, we it's do. nice. To, yes, to almost reconvene. Almost every single night. Dang it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this How is How did your meal prep go though? I meant to ask you about that. I was on what? You meal prepped yesterday like real crazy you cooked like a ton of food i did together with me on facetime i did how'd it go it was yes i made chicken i made broccoli brussels sprouts and uh jasmine rice it was phenomenal i had it today actually and i just also part of my routine is like i've been off of it you know what i'm saying just Mm -hmm. doing fast food and stuff like that and i'm like what the fuck am i doing like when quarantine hit i was like on it you know what i'm saying then Gotta come back. Uh, yeah, back. I had to like pull that shit back real quick, uh, but it was so good. Oh, it was so good. Um, I put I had some barbecue chicken that I had marinating for a day, and then I whipped up those the broccoli. I did it in a stove on a um on the stove, which was kind of different for broccoli for me at least. Um, if you're steaming it, it's like it's good. It's lit. Yeah, it's it was. I didn't put any seasoning on it at all. Like it was just straight off the oven. It was it was amazing. Um. Huh. Yeah, so it was good. I had that. I made like seven seven meals, which is perfect for work. So yeah, it was good. Mm-hmm. You're cooking all the time, so every time you're every time I call you, you're making some crazy salad or Yo, turkey you burger. Always me, you always call me around dinner time. So every time you call me, I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> and also it's helpful for me to have somebody on the other end when I want to do something. So you either call me around dinner time or I'm thinking about getting up to make food, and then when I get a call, I'm like, okay, now is my time to go do this because <laughs> you have because you have company you know what i'm I saying i need a little motivation that that's one thing that this this pandemic has for real brought out is like i just sometimes just need some company i need co-workers i need something and it's nice to just have someone present and just um, like their presence being a motivating absolutely being. well we can sit you know because we're good at sitting and just chilling and like enjoying each other's just presence and we can be in silence and work together and do whatever we need to do and that's that's very yeah. hard to find i wonder i wonder i wonder if people think like we're having these deep ass conversations <laughs> <laughs> like every night it's literally i'm looking at the top of daniel's head every night <laughs> Yo, I'm usually, not, I'm usually just zoned out most of the time just chilling yeah. You know what I'm saying, but nah. If he, hopefully, everyone has a friend like that that they can uh do that with. Uh, I know it's a it's a big privilege to have someone that you can do that with for sure. So, yeah, and that's what this podcast is about, which is really cool. It's like friendships and like, um, sort of the lines or barriers between, I don't know, the interconnectedness of people. Absolutely, that's exactly what it is. This is gonna be interesting. We got some really good questions. I'm excited. We do, yes. (laughs) So this is gonna be a whole toss up because I usually do an icebreaker, but Ashley was like, "Yo," and she and we talked about this a lot because I'm still trying to navigate the show and make it, you know, as best as it can be. But I want it to be more, uh, more of a better flow to it. I don't know. I just, 
I, I like my speaker questions I have um, that I bought that I asked randomly, but I also want to ask people questions that more cater to them um, without them having obviously they're icebreakers, so I don't want them to know what the question is, but I want it to be more catered to who they are and something I'm actually yeah. curious about. So we're going to try that today. <laughs> <laughs> and also catered to who you are, because Daniel, you're very spicy. Like, yeah, lucky. You know, you might be a little, little PG, a little, you know, watered down a little bit in your podcast, but for the most part, you are spicy and interesting. And like, you've got a lot of, You've got a lot of depth as far as the subject matter that you're interested in in talking about and navigating. So I'm excited to like add to that spice and like promote that spice. Let's go, bro. <laughs> speaking of that, and I, and actually kind of taught me not out of it, but I was I'm, I'm, I want to be more sets positive on this show. That's something that I'm okay. going to push forward as, as the show goes on because I think sex should, just needs to be normalized. I feel like it's getting there with the uprising and OnlyFans and sex work and stuff like that, but I want to bring that to my show. So I almost made a different podcast, but I actually was like, why? This podcast yes. is literally... You can do whatever you want. Whatever I want. The slogan <laughs> literally is the show about whatever the hell I want. So whatever you want. You want to talk about dick every week? We talking about dick every week. Dick. <laughs> Straight up, I have no problem talking about dick every week. I'm good with that. I'm I mean, good with that. We already talk about dick every week, so it's cool. We just record. It's big facts, and like, yeah. So going forward, like, I'm gonna have a lot more of this conversation on the show, and that's actually uh, you mentioned the spice. I do have some spice to me, you know what I'm saying? But you know, I keep it, I I, I, I keep it to myself, depending on who's around, you know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. yeah. So. We're not playing cards close to the vest today, Daniel. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling it out. Pull it out. I'm, I'm good with it. And like I said, <laughs> <laughs> so we we put some fillers out there on the on our Instagram today about some questions. So we, we got some good questions actually. Um, I got more than Ashley did, which is kind of surprising. Um, it does surprise me. I tell you every time, like it never surprises me. I think because of the persona. I don't want to call it a persona because it is who I am. But I think the parts of who I share on my platform are a little bit different um, from who I am in this podcast. So like, I, you know, I'm a rainbow of a person, but there may be some, some elements that have a little bit are a little shaded um, on my platform or on my Instagram. And so people may not feel comfortable asking me certain things, but people are pretty divulgent when I talk about other things. Yes. So Absolutely. Yeah, but I think that ta- I think that speaks to the the type of person you are. Like you got you again. You got that spice, so you you attract spiciness. Yo, I'm with it. Raunchiness. <laughs> we're gonna get as raunchy as we can on this show, guys. If you yeah. if you if you want to come on this show and be raunchy as hell, please. I, I'm I'm with it. I'm with it. Cool. So we're gonna um let's go ahead and jump one in to these icebreaker questions that yeah. are are gonna be unknown. So I'm gonna I want to give you the honor of going first before we dive into our conversations. Me? Okay, so I'm asking you an icebreaker question, and I had to think a little bit about this, and kind of trying to figure out like some things about you that maybe folks have wanted to ask, but maybe things, and also things that I don't know either. Mm. So an icebreaker question that I have for you, and I don't know how to frame it quite, but I'm I'm just gonna walk with me there. Okay, (laughs) we're gonna do it. Um. So you do a lot of like wearing wigs and being mm. just very fluid in yourself and on your platform. And I think that leads people 
So I know for sure my family have sometimes, like, as they've started following you, they're like, is Danny okay? <laughs> like, I legit had those, like, I'll get text messages, like, what the fuck going on with Daniel? Yo, Daniel's just being Daniel. Like, (laughs) so my question for you is like, have you experienced like some, I don't know, projections based on like your wig wearing or people maybe feeling a little bit of, um, I don't know, sort of throwing some strangeness off on you based on some i don't know what some what what some people would feel because i think if you're super hyper masculine but Mm. like what what some what some folks would feel like i don't know gay behavior or or whatever behavior they want to connote that with like have you ever experienced any projections about that do you feel weird about it do you feel empowered by it like Mm. i'm curious where did it start and why does it persist that's a good good question that was more that's a very good question i'm glad uh yeah okay i can i can i can uh finally uh get this out i'm Uh first of all i'm not gay um uh fine i do i i I don't have a problem with calling you know uh a man attractive or you know non-binary whatever attractive one of my favorite things about you like I legit will like be like, yo, this nigga is fine as hell, and Daniel will legit be like, yeah, that nigga is sexy. Dude, as fine as fuck. <laughs> I got, I have, I have no qualms in saying that at all. I don't, I don't see a problem with that. And um, yeah, I'm not used to that in men, especially not black men. So yeah, yeah. that's why there. I guess there's a lot of curiosity around it. But you go ahead. Yeah. So I was, I think all throughout middle school and high school, I got a question if I was gay all the time, and mostly because I had a lot of girls. A lot of um, girlfriends or women that were um, super good friends. Mm -hmm. And so people thought that was very taboo, you know, just growing up and not having friends that were of the opposite gender that I wasn't sexually involved with. Mm -hmm. Um, So that projection got started, kind of started way back in the day, Um, which was super weird to me because I just didn't see a problem with having a lot of, you know, women friends. You know, I grew up in a, you know a household where you know i was respected women you know from my sister and uh, my mom and my aunt so i didn't see a problem with befriending you know a lot of uh women friends so that i've heard that a lot back in the day um right now going forward to like middle school high school and to college is where i'm wearing wigs and just being i guess what people would call flamboyant that kind of just came just i don't know i guess it's my personality you know i'm yeah. just very free and I don't I, I hate gender norms, you know what I'm saying? Like that is is that I, I I think I think it's being I think it's so silly that people are over masculine. Mm-hmm. You know, like wearing wigs is cool. Like I think it's awesome. I don't I don't see a I've never, I've never, <laughs> you know. What's really interesting is like so the people who asked me if you were gay, we have a mutual friend, well not mutual with you, but he is the leader of a band called Funk Mob. Mm-hmm. And my my best friend Paris is boyfriend and he wears wigs yeah like that's his thing like he wears rainbow wigs and short bob wigs and but i think i don't know if it's because of his personality or just you know who he is as a musician or whatever but like nobody questions his sexuality because of that you know and it's very interesting to see like sort of the things that we accept as a part of 
a person's character yes versus things that we don't understand and we call it gay as an insult you know what i mean right like or not maybe as an insult but like you just sort of categorize it as that and and it's like i don't know it just has a bad connotation so it's interesting to have two of these men that i know that are wig wearing heterosexual men and are okay with it but like there's like this sort of toss up between like this is who you are as a character versus this is who you are Daniel as a person right and, it's, and I think yeah it's a, it's a gender norm thing you know what I'm saying I yeah. think a lot of people are grown a lot of people are raised thinking that oh men do this men don't do that like men like I, I grew up really admiring like Dennis Robin you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying and or I got I guess once I guess you can say kind of say Prince has quote unquote some feminine is to him yeah and um, I know not one woman who wouldn't fuck Prince ex- whether they- whether they knew he was gay or not exactly <laughs> it, you know what i'm saying like that <laughs> and i think being like that is probably a lot like i said a lot more attractive to a lot of women it's like oh wow that's kind of he's very fluid you know with his you know how he is and his personality and that just that wig wearing and wearing dresses or whatever it just doesn't you know it doesn't phase me you know um yeah. so yeah i was just and i was i was raised i was honestly raised like in a very it was somewhat religious conservative household, you know, I think this kind of came out with the friends I had and, you know, just who I put myself around back in those days to where I thought like, this isn't weird at all, you know, and I got those wigs from my aunt's girlfriends, you know, <laughs> girls who I've dated. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I've definitely got to project. Not now though. I think people, I think the world is different now from how it was back in the early 2000s and was seen as, masculine and feminine has kind of changed throughout the years so i don't get it as much or at all now if anything people are just mostly laughing at me and saying that i'm just stupid you know um yeah. but yeah that's a, that was a very good that's a very good question but yes i'm not i'm not i'm not gay i don't think wearing wigs is gay i don't think wearing dresses is gay i just think people just should do what the fuck they want to do <laughs> i'm with it yeah okay yes <laughs> yes so mine's gonna be a push towards me going to the creating a, an atmosphere where sets is uh normalized when i ask you a question that kind of popped up when we were deciding to do this because oh, i'm yeah. curious what you would do so ready oh my god okay. yeah so situation <laughs> so say you're with your you're with your husband you're married you know what i'm saying you obviously you're having sets and doing whatever and whatever um so what if you ever bring what if you brought up bringing in another man to like for a threesome It's out of nowhere. I'm not 100% opposed. Yeah? Which I think is surprising. <laughs> Which I think would surprise people. Um, it would, my question would be, would it be like sort of, um, would it be for him? Like, is it for him or is it for just me? I mean, overall, it would be for him because he's asked. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. He's going to derive some kind of pleasure because he's the one that wants it. I think it depends on what the dynamic is in the bedroom. So like, if it's like, if, if the dynamic is that he wants it to be, um, what's the, what's the word that I usually see when I see this online? Like, uh, I can't think of the word, but I don't know if it's a situation where he wants to be sort of involved sexually with the guy. That, yeah, I was gonna I ask that. Yeah. I don't know about that. Like, Mm, I don't know. So if he, that would work for me. Nah, 
Um, but if it was two guys that were just wanting to like do some cool stuff with me, like I'd be cool with that. Yeah, if you like wanted to sit back and watch or you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah, if you wanted to watch or if you just wanted to it just like two guys fucking me like at the same time. I'd be okay with that, I think. What if hypothetically? It... I don't know. I've not been in this scenario ever, so I'm I'm going based off of future Ashley's hypothetical life. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like I I don't. Um, yeah. I, when I think about that with two women, um, two like yeah, I would have more of a of an issue with it than it being two men, which I, which is very interesting for me to. Really? So you would? Yeah. So two women would kind of be weird to you? It would be a little weird. Like if, if he wanted to watch me with another woman, that's cool. But I can't. I can't watch. I have never been able to wrap my mind around watching my man fuck another woman. Mm-hmm. Being like, all right. <laughs> like I've never been able to to like really really bring myself to that ever. And not not in my brain, not in the real world. Like I just can't do it. But um. And it could be, I'm pretty sure it's completely territorial. I just couldn't, I can't. Oh, Lord. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> That's interesting. You know, it's, 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 it's weird how it changes from if it was two men to two dudes for yeah, you. You know what I'm saying? Somebody to play with and it was a man. I, I would, we would have to have some, some larger questions because I wouldn't be seeing that. I wouldn't see that coming. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Um, we would have to have some larger questions or larger, larger conversation, but yeah, I, you know, two guys and us sort of playing together, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Well, if that ever happens <laughs> later in your life, you let me know. I'll def. I'll text you. Like text me during. Like Daniel, some train shit just happened. Yeah, it was Bye. lit. <laughs> 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 okay. Yeah, I like that. That was that was a nice little change up. Uh, yeah, yeah, really interesting. I'm, like, I'm gonna have to sidelines into like the well, main question of the night. Yeah, too. yeah. So we this whole conversation started, and that's why I texted Ashley because we I sent her a screenshot of a tweet that I saw probably a couple weeks ago, and I was like, we gotta talk about this because this is something that is I think is very relevant to the times and you know how people navigate relationships and all that. So I'm uh we're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna dive into this. Mm-hmm. Cool. So I'm gonna read it off. So the tweet says, "In popular opinion, men and women can't just be friends. The sex part always gets in the way. If you're married, you don't need opposite sex friends." So <laughs> I read that, of course, and laughed because I thought that was so just. Uh, it's it's very young. It's, it's like it's it's an opinion for insecure folks. It's truly insecure. Truly insecure. I I won't even say blanket insecure. There, it could be a combination of insecure and and partnerships that don't have trust. Mm. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. So that was that was my initial thought. (laughs) And obviously, I've said many a times that I have, I just have a lot of girls that a lot of women, um, you know, non-binary, binary is all of the above. Mm-hmm. that are very good friends of mine. And I think with every relationship I've been in, I've probably been in three, maybe four serious relationships. Mm-hmm. I always tell whoever I'm dating, hey, I have a ton 
of friends who are women that I do hang mm. out with one on one, and mm. I don't plan on stopping. You know, <laughs> like I don't, like yeah. I, like straight so, up. Wait, go ahead. I think, yeah, I think first it's it's really important to note like that this is completely sort of heteronormative. This this unpopular opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, so. That's important to note. Um, it's specific to men and women. It's it seems like specific to heterosexual or heteronormative um, experiences. So I, I I'm only going to speak to to that, uh, and also my experience as a heterosexual lady. Um, yes. So I think that's part of it. And you you know, and I we we talked we've talked about this before. Like you having lots of women friends, and we talked about this like last night yeah we did we did (laughs) um like i i wouldn't want to be the type of partner that is is so has such deep trust issues or um you know or so insecure in certain areas that i feel that i need to cut my partner away from the world Mm. you know and if you do feel that that that's the case then i think before you even dive into a relationship you've got to address like the the depth of the trust issue and the depth of the insecurity yes um but like if it were you and i for example like if you had a girl in your dms who was or someone in your dms that is like that you've had sex with before that might be a little curious for me. So if I if we were dating and I had a girl, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, that's what you're saying. Okay, okay. Yeah, if y'all have had sex before, that's one thing. If you if you've had sex before and it's like the you're still like you know because you're you're able to compartmentalize, like you're able to like put friends in a part in a compartment mm-hmm. and girlfriends in a compartment, and like even if there's some overlap within that same person, everybody doesn't have the ability to compartmentalize that way. Yes. So there will be some runoff, which is where that untrustworthiness comes from. So yes. it's, I don't know. I wouldn't want my my person to cut. I wouldn't, like if you and I were together, I wouldn't want you to cut your friends off. But if there was some inappropriateness, then I would not, I would expect for you to take the lead on, on managing that. And I don't think I would want, I, de- I definitely wouldn't want like someone who's going to continue to overstep bounds. Um, yes. Absolutely. Yeah, you've said yesterday that if obviously you want me to have a conversation with that person, hey, I'm dating someone now, we can't talk or do the things we used to do. And obviously, if they kept trying to overstep that, then that's you when you say you, you have a problem. Yeah, that's why we gotta go. We gotta go. You yeah. gotta go. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> it's time to go. <laughs> okay, so let's, let's dive deeper into this. Okay, so. Say that you were you were with your guy and you're very open and fluid and he has girlfriends that you're okay with him hanging out with, you don't care. So what if he is out and a new relationship arises out of someone he meets out just out in the world, you know? He's at a bookstore and he runs into a girl that they start a conversation like, and they become, become a friend with someone. Yeah, they become a friend, a new friend, someone that you have never met before ever in your life and he's like, Hey, I met this friend and we're going to get coffee and talk about this book I just got from, you know, a book we're reading together or something like that. I mean, I think in a perfect world, in a, in like a movie somewhere that stars like fucking Meg Ryan or some shit, mm. 
works like that <laughs> you know <laughs> but by but by nature like we're all geared to be attracted to each other you know what i mean like yes. when we meet people we we scan all the possibilities of what that thing could be it could be friendship it could be just sex it could be like you run through all those you check all those boxes or run through all those options like whether subconsciously or not when you meet someone new and so i'm i'm like i'm aware of that i'm aware of it so mm-hmm. if my if my guy is out and he's like you know he's into a book he sees a girl and he's into in this perfect reg, you know movie he's into <laughs> <laughs> he's you know he likes a book he sees a girl also like in a book you know it depends on what the book is it dep- it's all situational you know what mm. i'm saying but say it depends on the book it could be like you know what if he's studying something and she's studying the same thing he needs somebody to study with yes i don't know either way i would like for there not to be situations where my man trips and falls inside somebody's vagina mm. yes um you know i ultimately i want to know who my partner is communicating with regularly yes like, yes you're not about to be you know texting some chick named Sa- sasha and i don't know who the fuck sasha is where she come from or you know what i'm saying yeah like yeah. i, I want to have trust and i think the closer that we get into these these scenarios it you like it's it's nice to feel like oh i would be such this trustworthy open girlfriend and my man can have friends but like when you get in it it's like my friends always say i know bitches it's <laughs> <laughs> like you know niggas like i know bitches like right. you know so you everybody doesn't operate the same way so you yes. might have complete and comp like complete confidence in your your partner but like if they're out here meeting somebody in the world and they find them attractive not physically but just they are attracted to them by some sort of interest or whatever mm-hmm you you can walk a thin line, you know. There's there's a there's a line. So, wow. but, and it's blur. What do you think? Huh, you know, there's so many layers to it. Cause my initial thing is, cause I've been that guy that that's happened to, where I've met a cool girl out, and we have a casual conversation that leads to, hey, we should hang out. Like, and I know they have a boyfriend. And obviously, I'm not coming into home wreck, but like, I think they're a very cool person and. In most cases, it's worked fine, but in some cases, it, there has been some issues where the guy wants to meet me, which I don't have a problem with. Um, yeah. Guy wants to meet me, or the girl's getting some backlash from those that decision of hanging out, and you know, mm-hmm. which it's understandable if a guy doesn't know who the girls are hanging out with because all women are non-binary, just everything, everything under the sun. Um, yeah, because it's a protective thing, you know, because it's like I don't know, their, I don't know their intentions. You know, ultimately, you don't want somebody to encroach on your relationship in any way, sexually, whatever. You don't want to seem or be the person in a scenario that, you know, (laughs) your girl is, you know, or whoever your partner is, is you're being shown up in any way, in any way or form. Like she like allow them to develop an emotional connection or uh, any sort of connection that's outside of your relationship that you may be. That you will be. I'm not even going to say maybe threatened by, you know? Right. So I think that's what it kind of comes down to. But you're kind of an outlier, Daniel. It's not, I very rarely on earth. As a matter of fact, I can't think of a single man that I've ever met in the world, out in the world, that I was just like, hmm, I want you to be my friend. 
every time I've met a man out in the world, I've been like, what does this nigga want? Like, <laughs> like if he's talking to me, there's a motive. You can feel the motive in the energy. Yes, you know? yes. And you don't have that sleazy energy. So it's really difficult for, no, not all, not all approaches are sleazy, but you don't have that sort of overt hypersexualized masculine energy where you feel like as soon as you open your mouth you're either going to ask me for my number or say something either way like right. that's not how are, you know right but in, but in most interactions that's what you run into absolutely absolutely so you know that's some, why there's wariness around that yes and sometimes that works for some people you know what i'm saying who work who, who girls who accept that you know what i'm saying and I'm just not that person, you know. I, I'm I always usually come from a friendly place. I can't think of a time where I've just at work, just out out the cuff and been like, "Oh, say something that's outlandish or just out, outrageous," you know. I'm usually my first instinct is to be like, "Oh, this girl's pretty cool. I like connect. I like connecting with people, and you know, let's see what happens as far as the friendship." You know, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. but um, you also can identify when someone's super attractive and you're interested in oh yeah or it even or it even crosses your mind that wow damn she's she's fine she's fine you know as hell and that's okay or, or, yeah <laughs> yeah so i think you know just by saying like to to come back to that question like yeah you know or that scenario yeah you know i would want to believe that I could trust my person, but at the end of the day, I know bitches. You know, bitch. Yeah, and I, I and we've seen it before with people who have met these people, and they said, "Oh, we're just friends," blah blah blah, and it turns in to something that is more than just whatever they said it was. So, yeah, that's why I kind of understand. I've not been there. You say you have not been there. I've not been there. No, if, I haven't either. If, if and we talk about this, we talked about this too. Like, there has to be lines for me. Like, I can't fuck a friend if i am in a relationship with someone that i'm in the relationship with that person and there there has to be clear demarcations for for certain things so i don't blur lines like if you're my friend you're my friend if we're fucking we're fucking if you're my boyfriend you're my boyfriend like there has those are the lines like i don't want to be fucking you and then like people are speculating that we're fucking at a party like (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to turn up and they're like yo i think ashley and daniel are fucking for the record, Ashley and Daniel ain't fucking. We're not fucking. People think fucking. we are. If we were, though, you would know because I, you would never see us in the same place. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, to that point, a lot of my homegirls who are like that, that's literally how it is. It's like, uh, you don't know they, who I'm, you would never know. You would never know. You like, never know. You probably pass that nigga on the street every day and you would never know that I'm, we, we were fucking. I'll talk to your ass when I see you on FaceTime tonight. That's <laughs> Yes. Absolutely, and I respect that. I, I res- I'm not gonna like see you in Sprouts and be excited. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not like that. But like, yeah, I, I just there has to be clear lines for me. Yes, I am. I have teetered across those lines, and it's been fine. I haven't. I can't think of. I can't. I can't think of one situation where it's not been fine. But there's usually a lot of conversations that has to be had before that happens. A lot of conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. For sure. But yeah, so I think uh, it's it's a old. I think it's a very outdated way of thinking. But I understand why someone would say that you can't be set. You can't be friends with people of opposite sex. I, I, it, it's, it's a trust issue thing. I think you know. I think someone who has probably been hurt probably wrote that tweet. I will say you. It's difficult to be friends with someone, and speaking specifically to heterosexual relationships in the opposite sex, 
if the other person is in the relationship. So let's say that like, it's just you and I, for example, or I've had other um, guy friends who I was just friends with and the sex didn't, there was no sex. So it did, it, it wasn't available. It wasn't around to get in the way, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we talked about this recently too. Like if I develop attraction and I know a lot of people don't, you know, operate this way, but when I develop attraction, I think it's very important for me to let you know because the last thing I want to do is be sitting around sort of being super devotional with you and like putting all this energy into trying to get you to love me in or like me in any way. And I never tell you. And then when I get my feelings hurt, then I'm like, damn, who hurt my feelings? Was it you or was it, it was me? me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've so, had- I try not to get in that way. And even when it comes down to sex, like if I want to have sex with you, like I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> Yo, niggas listen to that. Cause most, well, like most women will, most women are like that I, from experience. If, if usually if a woman wants to have sex with you for the most I, part, I will say for the most know. part. Yeah. It's like you'll you, know. it's a very obvious thing. <laughs> you'll know. A, when you get that random, uh, Hey, you want to come over? Just some random ass shit. Like, you'll know. It's just like, Oh, this is that hard to discern. <laughs> exactly. Not saying you should necessarily assume, but if, if the writing's on the wall, then you know what I'm saying? Is this, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I'm with that. I thought, yeah, it's an outdated question. I think it's an outdated statement, but I understand why someone would say that depending on what's happened to them in the past. So, and the last part of that unpopular opinion is if you're married, you don't need friends of the opposite. Disagree with that. I had the last guy I dated, um, he was friends with a woman who was married and Mm. nothing, nothing ever crossed my mind that they were two people who were fucking who had fucked before or who had any sort of like relationship or anything like it was just a pure pure relationship it just felt that way so I I didn't feel like again I don't you know I don't want to put my partner in a in a position where they cut their their people off my Mm. aunt and uncle are have been married for a really long time and they whenever there is like some sort of outside relationship or connection that develops whether it's friendship or nothing like my aunt specifically is like ravenous she's like my husband doesn't have any fucking female friends (laughs) you know but i mean imagine how lonely a world or an island you would be on if you if you just cut your partner off from developing any layer of connection outside of your relationship oh my god whether it's heterosexual or you know any other types of relationships that can exist out there you don't want to starve your partner from any growth or experience with other people absolutely i mean and i've said this before on a um embracing discomfort which is a podcast i did uh uh, a couple weeks ago yeah it's like you you gain so much more perspective on the world when you have friends of the opposite sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just, you see the world a lot differently. I think that's a problem with a lot of men is that they don't have a lot of friends, platonic friends. And actually, this is a question that was asked of us uh, by a friend that we'll probably answer again when we get to it. Um, but yeah, I think it's important for you to have friends that are not just your your, your gender. I was looking around, yo, and like the other day I was talking to my friends. So my my best friends, like my best friends, 
it didn't occur to me that most of my closest friends, because I just was like, oh, these are my friends, but most of them are bisexual or queer on some level of the spectrum. Mm -hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was just looking around like, all my girlfriends are like, are gay. (laughs) (laughs) But it's the coolest thing because I'm able to be exposed to so much. Like, I've got, you know, polyamorous friends and lesbian friends who are in polyamorous relationships or um, bisexual friends. And it's just like, I don't know. I've, I've learned and gleaned so much about relationships and just being able to reorient my, you know, outside of my sort of, um, you know, my heterosexual straight path or mm. path that I'm, I'm used to. So I don't know. I think, you know, you don't want to deny partners the ability to experience life in in so many different ways or be not even experience expose ourselves to different ways of life yes i mean different ways or the the more diverse ways that we can exist here right and which is i've been in which shout out to my exes they're both amazing um they never had any problem with that and I think that honestly nurtures your relationship. And I didn't, they had, and they all had guy friends and stuff they hung out with. I didn't, I didn't care about that at all. I thought it was great. Um, yeah. But I think that that comes back, that brings positivity back into your relationship. If you allow or let your partners have that freedom, of just kind of like kind of doing their thing. And that extends past, like, I think for me, that ex- or just my opinion, it expen- it extends past interpersonal contact. Like you don't want to always have your, like have the reins around your partner like Mm -hmm. they they bring so much back like that's why i love distance in relationships not like physical space um not like you know not talking every day and things like that but when you when your partner is allowed to explore outside of you they bring so much interesting things and things to talk about back into the relationship i don't want to experience every single thing in tandem with a partner ever. right <laughs> right i'm with that that sounds so boring it's over the yeah. it's, it's it's so wild and i'm gonna shout shelby out she might listen to this later but shelby i heard like i love shelby i invited her on but she has a um she has a presentation tomorrow for work she's working on that but like one thing about her is that her parents live in two different states and they're married oh that's crazy i've never heard of that yeah her dad is um in California, and her mom was in Florida. Whoa, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's interesting. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I was um, gonna say super inappropriate, but that's like, <laughs> it's like Shelby's parents. That's like, like, I'm not gonna say that, but yeah. I'm, what I'm, yeah, I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> yeah, just tell, tell me after the episode, but um, <laughs> yeah, but it, over the time, is is and that's another thing that we're kind of like we're raised up thinking that we need to be with our partners all the time. And it's just very, it's also a very old way of thinking in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's, and it depends on the person. Some people want to be close to each other all the time. You know what I'm saying? I am like you is that I can see my, I can, I can go maybe to sound, maybe sound bad, but I can go a while without seeing who I'm dating. I don't have a problem with that. Interesting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. I'm at a. I think as I get older, though, I'm in a phase in my life where distance doesn't work for me. Like I need a bit more proximity. Like it's cute when it's like, you know, you're young and like you don't have any. Like your goals aren't so aligned with like future planning, maybe childhood planning, or like 
home buying and shit like that. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's cool when it's you're when you're much younger. As I get older, because I my birthday's next week. I turn thirty three. Happy pre birthday. Happy pre birthday, Leo Queen. Ah. Um, <laughs> so as I as I age though, <clears throat> distance specifically like. You know, having maybe having relationships that are like, you know, spanned out in that way, it doesn't, I don't, it's not very enticing to me. But like actual space though, like giving each other like time and. Oh, okay. That's what you're saying. Yeah. 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 Like, like, they're, they're, like long distance is not going to work for me. Yeah. So um, you, you mean distance as far as having space to do your own thing? Space, yeah. 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 Space as far as like having my own space to do things and like. Yes. Time and to myself, stuff like that. Yeah. That's, it's super important. But like, if it were physical distance, um, that's a little, like you live in a, yeah, I, it's not, it doesn't work for me right now. Not right now. Yeah. 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 Understandable. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. That's it. Yeah. So old, overall the unpopular opinion, um, I don't agree with it. When people can be friends. Um, yes. Platonic friends. Yeah, uh, the unpopular opinion is specific to men and women. So, yes, they can just be friends. And, yes, um, no, the sex part doesn't always have to get in the way. But I I can say that I I wish I had more male friends, though. I do. Um, We're amazing, but a lot of us just aren't the best at being. Yes, we're going to get into that. We're going to get that. That was a question (laughs) I was asked. We'll get into it. But, yes. Yes, yeah. that, was, that was a tweet I found. That was cool. That was fun. I like that. Yeah, pretty cool. I, I literally saw that and was like, I have to send this to Ashley. We got to talk about this because yeah, I know that you I, will share similar opinions on that. We have a lot of opinions or a lot of this, share a lot of the same thoughts and opinions when it comes to um, sort of the freedom and leniency around relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. Cool. So we um we put some fillers out there on our Instagrams today, which thank you all for yeah. responding so quickly because... I didn't know if we were gonna get anything, um, but we did. So we're gonna answer. I think we can answer all of these. Honestly, they're not. Yeah, yeah. We we can answer all these questions. I'm I'm good with it. Um, okay. So I'm gonna start with the first one. Is the latest one I got. I'm just gonna go in order. Okay, you 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 ready? I'm with it. Let's start. Cool. This is kind of on the lines of what we just talked about. But can you hang with your friends, uh, male or female? too much and she also added hold on let me go to the other part of that that was a two-parter so keep that in mind and then she asked how much time are you spending together with this friend is it just a phone call or constant facetime or um how close is too close yeah i think that last part was in relationship i think she was asking questions specific to the unpopular opinion because she swiped up on it um but can you hang out with your male female friend too much I'll I'll answer that one generally. Um, it depends if you're in a relationship. Um, that is up to what your partner is comfortable with. So I mm. think you do have to consider what your other partner is comfortable with. You hanging out with other people mm-hmm. um, that could have the op- like you could run into some situations where folks can be attracted to your to your partner um, in ways that are not productive to your relationship. So. Um, but if that person is not in a relationship, then, you know, nah, mm. it, whatever, is, whatever works for you and your friend, like, yeah, fuck I don't that. think there's such thing as, <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's a such thing as too much. What do you think, Daniel? Yeah, no, definitely not too much. I, if you're in a relationship, 
like if I was if I was dating someone and obviously I, we did talk about this, I don't have a problem with them being friends with someone the opposite, you know, of of, of another man. If they were, if it was super constant, like every every weekend or maybe every other day, like you know, to the point where it was like I, they saw them more than I saw them, then I would be like, okay, what's going on, you know? I would kind of question it a little bit because I thought it'd be kind of weird. It's obviously do your thing. I don't care if you hang out with whoever, but obviously if they're spending more time with that person than me, then that's there's kind of a problem there that might be that needs to be discussed. So, but as far as being single, absolutely not. I think hang with them every day. Fuck it. Yeah, there's no such thing as too much. If you start developing feelings or something like that, then definitely we talked about this, but definitely um, bring it up. It's important. It's important to talk about. Yeah, I thought that was very cool of Ashley. That's very hard to do, by the way. But if you have feelings, it's well, my... Yeah, it's very hard to do. But, and I'll even say this, and I don't know if it's somewhere down in the questions, but um, a lot of times we don't like to disclose feelings because we're afraid to lose our friend, but you have to get over that. Like, mm-hmm. you really got to get over it. Um, because you, like, I... And this is my personal experience, but I spent a lot of time being like hopelessly in love with people who didn't even know it and wasted a lot of my time, like being super devotional to people who either didn't know that I was in love with them or was just like super relieved that I never said it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, And so I was just like, damn, like. But then I learned, like, as I got older and I started having more candid conversations, one, a lot of times these conversations might not run off the person that you think is going to run off by revealing revealing your feelings. Yes. Um, So you might, you, but if you do reveal your feelings and you see that person stepping back, then that's the information that you need. That's it. Like necessary information. You need to know, like, oh, this person is not prepared to reciprocate so that you can go and give all that love and devotion um, to someone else. Like you, you, the information that you find out by divulging your feelings is what you need to make informed choices about how you want to move forward. So um, that's why now I'm like, hell yeah. Like I, I told, and and not and try not to be attached to the, to the feeling of mm-hmm. what you get back. Like it's okay to feel rejection if you, you know, if you, I mean, it sucks, it hurts, but it's like you need that rejection so you can move on. Yeah. Um, and inside those conversations, you can just be like, you know, talk to the dude and or whoever and just, you know, say like, now that you have this information, it's important for you to know it. I think it's important for you to know it. I'm not asking for you to do anything about it, but it's, I do need to know what your response is to this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I can make a choice. Like, it's not, and, and it's difficult to be on the receiving end of that conversation too. So, anyway, I said all that to say there is um, a lot of necessity in in uh, in divulging your feelings. Absolutely, I think one of the best things you can do in life, honestly, is kind of teach yourself how to overcome rejection, and that's even f- further out of even relationships romantically, just in mm-hmm. general. You know what I'm saying? Rejected, um, right. Just re- rejection train yourself. Yeah, seriously. There's and that's actually <laughs> a thing. You know, apply for things or, you know. Yes, like jobs, romance, is everything. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's not It's, it's not easy. You know, something that I think is done over time. But I personally was raised with my mom telling me that I'm not going to get everything I want. And, you know, she just raised me like that. So 
I not probably not the best at you know telling someone I like them you know straight up like like as blatant as you do, but eventually I do do it. You know what I'm saying not maybe not as fast, but I've got to a point now where it's just like hearing a no, it's just not that big of a deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm not gonna pretend it's easy. Like whenever you put, I think the last the last podcast we had actually, I started out the podcast telling you that I had sent a text message to a guy. Yes. Um. Yes, and you did. I was and in that moment i had like told him how i felt about him i told him i liked him literally as we were starting the podcast <laughs> i do remember that actually because we like went for dumbass the- like i'm getting ready to do something and i'm like ugh. but yeah so i don't know i told him that but it was fine it turned out great we had really great sex later yeah absolutely shout out to her great sex i can't remember i don't know but it was good oh that's what i know lord have mercy yes <laughs> but uh, yeah absolutely so yeah cool question thank you for that um so next um dating close friends always a bad idea guaranteed to lose the friendship if it does not work um i'll show this one yeah you do that yeah so <clears throat> i've seen this happen in very positive ways and very negative ways <laughs> <laughs> let's start by saying that so uh, and it's not funny because we're talking about close friendships <laughs> yes i mean from this question i'm guessing you mean someone that's like your childhood best friend you know what i'm saying i want to get i want to childhood just someone you're close with. okay someone okay someone that's you're very close with you but you're very you're a best friend of yours so i think if you have the proper conversations you know, because I think there's conversation needs to be had with that. Because obviously, if you, if you have history together, like platonic history together, and you've been through a lot together, and you know, obviously from the outside in, it's probably like a good idea that yeah, this would be a perfect partner. You know, um, mm-hmm. but diving into that realm, that world of dating, can create some murkiness if it doesn't work out. Yeah. So, the overall question is, are you prepared to lose your friend? Yes absolutely if you're, not, if you're not prepared to lose your friend don't fuck your friend move on absolutely <laughs> and i tell <laughs> you like she said dating close friendships is it always a bad idea it's not always a bad idea no. but it depends on the level of maturity on, on all on all sides because i've seen people who are still together right now who end up dating someone that was a very close friend close friend of theirs you know um so my bet i'm not saying their names some of my best friends live in raleigh like they've been together forever and they started off as very close and you know, best friends in college and they are inseparable right now. So I've, I've seen this happen. I've seen it happen to where that did happen with best friends and they broke up and they don't talk anymore, you know? Yeah. Um, Cause you hear all the time of like, even with hookup culture, it's like a good friend of yours. They find attractive and you, it comes up, you know, and he's like, is this going to ruin our friendship? You know, like that, those conversations kind of need to happen. And mm-hmm. I think there's, if there's any doubt, if there's any doubt of, if there's any chance of it, you think of not working out or, you know, ruining something, you probably shouldn't do it. So, yeah. Yeah. So the answer, I guess, on for, from us, not the answer, but the answer is like, you know, dating your close friends is not always a bad idea. Um, but, you know, openness and communication will will do that. And, and for real, real, if like you get into the relationship and it doesn't work out, you know, for whatever reason, because we don't know what that reason may or may not be, but like, if you have to prepare yourself to lose a close friend, if you take it there, yes, if you get to that point, you know, so yeah, I think yeah. some people, like a lot of people, can't be friends with someone they've dated. Like I know a lot of people like that who I'm a good friends with is like I can't 
I don't see a friendship yeah. with someone that I have shared romantic experiences with. You know, I can, I can do that, but that's a compartmentalization thing, which is like something that I do as a byproduct of like trauma. Like I'm able to hold things in different compartments and deal with them within their compartment. So like, um, but I'm able to be friends, but it has to be tempered. Like the, the guy who I've like loved, loved, mm. we are friends, but we can own the, the agreement that we have is that I will only communicate with him if, if, and whenever it doesn't, I don't care when it is. Um, he contacts me first. Yes. Um, that's the only, and then we, when we're on the phone, it's fun. You know, it's great, but that's it. That's the extent of our friendship. He may, he may call me twice a year, but I never pick up my phone ever. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just had to learn how to do it. Like, I, you know, it's difficult because I like, I want him in my life, but it has to be very specific. So, um, but then other guys that I've like been romantic with, like I'm cordial. We didn't break up and I hated your guts, except for one guy. Mm. I didn't hate his guts, but he just did some dumb shit. And I was like, we don't need to be friends. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. But the rest of them, I'm like, yeah, we can be cordial. We don't need to be BFFs. We don't need to be texting each other and sending each other memes and shit. Oh yeah, but- definitely not. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't. I think every time with the, well, I've had situationships and actual girlfriends, but Usually I can't just jump back into it like the next day as we break up we're cool. Usually to me it takes There's no way. Yeah, not no. romantically. No. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there may be some confusion that makes you go back and forth, you know, after that cuz that's your partner, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, I mean like just being friends though. Like usually I mean, usually when I break up, we break up and it's we we have it called talk like hey, we can be friends, but usually it takes a while to where like Oh, I actually yeah. communicate with them platonically. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, but to the question, I don't think it's always a bad idea. I think sometimes it's a great idea. You know, I think the best partners come from someone that is a good friend of yours, you know? Um, you know Jada Pinkett probably isn't the best person to be quoting right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you say that? No, no, no. But she had this quote that said that friendship, you know, basically something along the lines of, like, friendship has to come before relationships or before the relationship because when the love sort of fades which it does in long-term relationships yes it does the friendship that keeps you solid the the only way that i'm able to be to be cordial with these with my exes is because i considered them good friends first and they were friends to me and cared about me as a friend first and um so if you know if you if you've established that that sort of really beautiful platonic space in the in the beginning, uh, yeah, it could it could it could stand it can stand the break it can withstand a breakup. Yes, and that's all about just building a foundation. But like I said, it's different if if you've divulged like super romantic relation or romantic just if you if you've had if you develop romance with someone no matter how good a foundation can be if you're not the kind of person that can come back from that then it it kind of just doesn't matter you know yeah so interesting in my opinion but yeah either way good question that was a good question very good question yes so the next one is um why is having long hair considered a feminine trait all humans grow hair on their head Mm. Um, that's a good question yes and that's you know, I think bottom line, it comes down to like style throughout history, maybe, um, you know, however it is that 
we've shifted over the over the centuries to account for style and mm. within cultural within cultures and stuff that's you know in some cultures and some in some cultures long hair on men is considered beautiful I, I can't remember what the name of that tribe is but they wear their hair in really long red mud braids that sounds amazing um, yeah it's pretty cool the men do it as well and so it's like a you know it's a sign of beauty but in american culture or even just you know western culture i don't i don't know why that is but i'm pretty sure it has something to do with some sort of weird ass social construct um that makes us all believe that long hair is feminine when long hair actually could be anybody's yeah <laughs> like even thinking of dreadlocks like nobody thinks when they see a man with long dreads that they're a woman they think like or that it's feminine they think damn that dude can really grow his hair out you know right right but, <laughs> you know what i'm saying yeah, but then even when you think about still like you see a black dude with like a puff like a puff on his head and he's mm-hmm. got long hair that's different you know what i'm saying like culture has like taught us like men can have long hair but it's got to be a certain way in order for it to be feminine i don't know the question is why is having long hair considered a feminine trait culture and weird social constructs is, I think, yes yeah. which i want to break as, as as many of those as possible with this show but i mean I think, <laughs> when i read that i'm thinking about like a cat williams who lays his hair you know what i'm saying who that nigga got a whole ass perm straight up perm and he is <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck you know what i'm saying no. I'm trying to actually think about where that what I'm gonna look it up of where where in history that was made to be feminine to have long hair. That's I don't know, that's kinda silly. Depends. I don't know. Again, it's it's I don't know, it's cultural, social, yes. social. <laughs> yes, but and obviously, um and also asked about Brandon um uh, it was Yuri, is his name from yeah, Panic. I can't believe you didn't know who Brandon Yuri was. So <sighs> their other question was why also why all straight boys say i'm straight but brendan yuri is handsome so why do the straight boys say that they're straight but also in the same breath claim that brendan yuri is handsome first of all brendan yuri got those and i think he's if i'm not mistaken he is the lead singer of panic at the disco is that right uh i i i'm I'm pretty sure it is hold on because when you told me that i was like wait that is him okay yeah, that's him. Yeah, yeah. He's the lead singer of Panic at the Disco. And he's got like beautiful full lips. He's giving you that like all American rejects era beauty. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts. Um, but I don't know. I mean, honestly, men can, you know, super hetero, super masculine dudes, they can never articulate why they, why they like, I don't know why they want to be super duper straight or proving to be super duper straight while also like admitting that they find another man attractive exactly like, like saying like super, they don't they don't even know the math around it themselves so they don't even know it's stupid <laughs> like you'd be an idiot to think brendan yuri wasn't fine or any other fine ass nigga was fine even yeah. though brendan is like a white dude but like any other fine ass nigga is that fine. white nigga you're a white nigga <laughs> <laughs> so no nah, like it, yeah it's one of those things where it's it, it needs to be taught that it's okay to think that your own gender is attractive 
there's there's a really funny episode do you watch new girl no so there's an episode of new girl where this dude is really attractive and in the in this guy is like all throughout the episode he's like i don't know what everybody sees in this guy everybody can see that this man the the dude is like fine as hell so they had to teach him to recognize attractiveness in another man so the way they said it was like if you see a man and you wouldn't mind looking like that man like if you traded places and you wouldn't mind looking like him then you find that man attractive, attractive. exactly That's how you know. <laughs> it's like why do i have to bring it down to you this way but all right <laughs> that's literally and that's what it is you gotta, you gotta like kind of baby him with it, it was like it's 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 okay to think that there's nothing wrong with that yeah, you know, what yeah, saying yeah. we all have, we all want to be someone else sometimes, and sometimes it's like, yeah, man, I, I would love to have that that body or look that way or whatever. So, yeah, just be okay yeah. with that. So yeah, so shout out that question. I love that. That's good, guys. Stop doing that. Stop saying no homo. <laughs> stop saying that dumb shit. It's stupid. No one's judging you because of that. Well, some people, whoever's judging you, is probably lame anyway. So, well, yeah, I mean, culture or. You know, social life, everybody, you know, there's always judgment somewhere, but. Yes, yes. So, from the homie, talk about how weird it is that some men don't value women enough to hold an actual friendship with them because they look at them as objects to be used instead of platonic companionship. My bad. Long as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Three different squares. So, can you read that again? Yes. So. Talk about how weird it is that some men don't value women enough to hold an actual friendship with them because they look at them as objects to be used instead of a platonic companionship. My bad, long as fuck. Okay, so I'm going to let you start on that one then. So like I said before, we said this in the beginning, said it with the other questions too. I have never had that issue. I love women. I've grew up around amazing women all my life. And I've always... I've always seen women and non-binary, all that as equals. You know, I think that's a problem is that a lot of men are raised to not believe that, you know, in in religious contexts and just, you know, I guess people telling you a man should be this and women should be, women, women are kind of lesser, you know, that women belong in the kitchen, women belong at home with the kids, women belong, you know, you're not, they're not seen as equals which Mm. is kind of where this issue kind of arises. And, you know, you kind of see them as, you know, to make kids, you know, you're not, they're not seen as someone that you go out and have a actual conversation with or they're not not seen as being on our level as men, you know? Um, And that's, 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 that's something that's put in us as, as, as young, as young children, in my opinion. So I've, um, I've never experienced this. Like, um, and I keep rereading the question, like talk about how weird it is that some men don't value women enough to hold an actual friendship in instead of that. So I've, I've, I've not had, um, I've not experienced any major disrespect from men. Mm. Um, and, or to feel that va- I've never felt valueless, like by a man, you know, mm-hmm. Um, and then the guys that I've wanted to be my friends were, couldn't hold companionship companionship with me 
because of other women. It wasn't because of my value as a person or because they saw or objectified me or wanted to like have sex with me or whatever, but like it, it is because it's because of other women. So I've lost like two male, really good men friends because they got in relationships with women who did not want me to be their friend. Mm -hmm. And that's 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 the only way that um and only only and this ties back to our other question one of the 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 closest guy friend that i had he broke up with or they broke up i don't say that he broke up with her i don't really know but they broke up three weeks after he basically cut me off wow um and he didn't even cut me off by cut me off he cut me off by like disappearing so it was like a it was like a nasty sort of deal you know and i considered him such a great friend but i'm like i'm there's no me there's no groveling like there's no coming back from that if you can just disappear on me to be in a relationship without opening up and saying hey um my girlfriend has a problem with the amount of time that we spend together blah 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 like mm. that we can no longer be friends in this way that is perfectly acceptable conversation for us to deal with together emotionally whatever as friends but you know i i chose not to to be friends with him again because i i'm not disposable and i will not subject myself to being disposable again Mm. um so yeah so i don't know it i guess it is strange that you know, in situations where men don't value women enough and they just want to objectify them and can't find them to be friends. Like, that is fucking weird. But, you know, I think my experience is specific to something a little bit different. Um, yeah. yeah. I say this, I mean, I also have grown up with friends and I try to change their way of thinking that do kind of value women like that, even though they don't think they do. Um, mm-hmm. And even getting grown up called even growing up um being labeled as gay or not a real man for having a lot of friends that were women you know that that this hearing curious though when a man is not able to have friends like he's only able to like garner friendships with 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 women i know guys who are like super hyper masculine but they only have women friends i'm like what the fuck is that about yeah 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 (laughs) that's a whole nother thing but i'm always like what the fuck is up with that yeah (laughs) yeah um yeah it's it's definitely it's uh that's also a contract that needs to needs to change you know this men just need to find value in having platonic relationships uh with women and don't think that you know women should just be around to to have sex with you you know what i'm saying yeah but i mean it does suck though i mean i'm i'm always telling you like i really enjoy you as a friend and whenever people ask me you know are we dating are we fucking whatever i'm always like i really enjoy daniel as a friend yes so because i miss male i really miss having guy friends i really do like um, when I lost those two guy friends to other to relationships that didn't even pan out, um, I was like, "Damn, you know." So I don't know. I just really, I, there's a lot of merit in having friendships like that. So yes, absolutely. So yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Change your way of thinking if you are or have any uh, if you have any oppositions of having just straight 
opposite set. And it, it probably goes for women too. I'm not saying women don't do the same thing. Um, but yes, stop that way of thinking, please. <laughs> <laughs> Platonic friendships are cool. I promise. Um, yeah. Is this on me? Yeah. To so, ask yeah. Ask the next one. Yeah. So, um, are you planning on another photo sesh collab? Ah, and I know you have your your idea of what a collaboration is, and yeah, we it, talked about this. So I was like, I was like, Daniel, have we collaborated? So my idea of collaboration is when two people sit down or a group of people sit down. And we all plan toward or strive toward an idea. And mm. the times that Daniel and I have worked together, it has been me at the helm of an idea and I need for him to sit inside of a story for me. Mm -hmm. So in that way, it's like we're collaborating in that there's, you know, we're both agreeing to work together to, to pull this together, but collaboration for me it has like sort of larger connotations to origins like where that where that idea may originate um so with all those damn words i think it's like i don't i personally don't like I, we don't have anything planned to do together no. um, um but i don't ha and i also don't have any projects or shoots coming up that i'm like I want Daniel to sit for. I don't know if there's anything you want me to sit for for you, Daniel. Um, no, the ones I, the ones that we discussed, you, you, you aren't going to do. What? For the new, the new, yeah. Daniel, you always trying to see my titties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the pause. The pause guy. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think that you know uh, that's why we're friends, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm pretty sure that there has been a titty that has slipped around here somewhere. Yeah, I'm probably, it probably has. Have you seen my titties before? No. Okay. No, I have not seen your titties before. You know, I have this friend Gerard, and mm -hmm. I'm, I've been on Facetime or video chat with him forever. And he revealed that he had seen my titties before. Mm -mm. Was like he, he was, he told me I had good titties, and I'm like, thanks. But when did you see them? He won't even tell me when he saw them. It had to have been like I was dressing, undressing, or something, and he just like, and I didn't, I wasn't aware of the camera or something. I don't know, but he You're said, like, he, "Bam, titties." Fuck, I know, but yeah, I have not, I have not chosen to be a soil sessions participant yeah. mostly because I'm just not ready. Understandable. Yeah. I'm not, there's no qualms. But yeah, yeah, just waiting to the question. We don't have anything we don't have anything uh planned. Um no. but the sessions we have done were awesome. I'm glad people have enjoyed them. You know, I think they're um I love seeing them. Yeah, they've been post. Yeah, I, don't, I I love working with you. So whatever, obviously, whatever you need, Aww, I would do. Hell, you sweetheart. Yes, I am. I um, am sweet. Cool. Okay. So yes, yeah, so the lifelong impact that the book "I Kissed Dating Goodbye" has had on you. I have not read that book. <laughs> and I'm gonna call out this person because Zach Tobin, you're funny as motherfucker. <laughs> the lifelong impact that the book "I Kissed Dating Goodbye" has had on you. And you said that was a joke. <laughs> yes, that's Zach Tobin. I have not read that book. Um, 
Ooh. I doubt I will, honestly. I don't see why I would rate that book. Is but... it a real book? Yes, it is a real book. That's hilarious. Yes, that is um, a real book. Yeah, I'm going to let you ask the next one. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, the way your gender has affected your career has how has being a man and woman changed it the daniel white show is proudly sponsored by lucky house mfg lucky house is an eco-friendly screen printing and design studio with over 10 years of experience in the industry they offer high quality custom printing services including apparel printing graphic design promo goods and embroidery visit www.luckyhousemfg.com to get a quote and to learn more or affected my career in any major way i mean no me i don't i don't see a lot of competition and i and you know what the reason i probably don't see it is because i'm not looking for it and because i don't care about it yes so i i wouldn't know i would i don't have you know those major stories of oh nobody would work with me because i was a woman or nobody would fund me because i was black or anything like that like i don't have any of those stories no so it's not really affected me or my career in any way that I've been able to observe. Um, yeah, it, it yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, my subject matter is, is about me and my, my work and mm. about um, black men and black women. So um, I would just, you know, and honestly the, for most artists or for most black artists, we do talk about blackness quite a bit because that's such a huge part of, ourselves yes yes so that's the only way i guess that it has influenced my work but not affected it in any noticeable way what about you right so i mean i'm the same way i have not been affected by well i'm a man so but you know obviously that kind of puts me at a uh puts you at a higher chance of being affected you know that being affected by your career being a woman Mm -hmm. um but I haven't been affected by it at all. I've outside of photography, I've gotten almost every job I applied for, you know, for the most mm-hmm. part, or at least gotten an interview, or whatever. So, if it has affected it in any way, it's something that's never been that's never been showed to me, um, which is which is kind of whatever. But yeah, I don't think my I don't think I've been really affected by it, honestly. And like like you, I don't really look forward to care about it, you know. So, it's kind of it's kind of my take on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it for it. Good question, though. Good question. Okay. So yes. Yeah, so you read the next one. Trugging along here, and I think this is like the last of two. The last one is a question about vaginas. Yes. Um, which I'm very excited to talk about. So this one though is self care practices, creative motivation boosters. Like, what gets you motivated to do work? Hmm. Great question. Lately, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing is motivating me. No, I don't care how many books I read. I don't care how much, how many naps I take, how much, how many baths I take, or how many moments I take outside, or how many great meals. Nothing for the last several months has motivated me to be productive. Nothing. Um, I don't know if it's because of just the horrible outlook on this world we have, which makes some work feel mundane or mm-hmm. 
unnecessary in the larger grand scheme of the world or what whatever it is i mean i think you know if i'm being completely honest there's like just some overwhelming sadness like some depression that could be creeping or being an undercurrent to to these feelings mm. but i'm just not motivated there there's nothing like before my only mo motivation was like a deadline like knowing that i had somewhere that something someone was depending on me that was the motivation mm -hmm. but you know it's it's hard to like this pandemic has not changed anything for me as far as my work the volume of work that I have, if, if not anything, I've gotten more work. So, and so it's just, you know, I'm, it's a combination of burnout and, you know, just not loving every single aspect of everything that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. You feel unmotivated, um, having a job. <laughs> oh my God. Yes. I have a day job that doesn't motivate me. You know, I'm, I've already, I'm already working off of so little steam and what little steam I have, I use it at work. And then once I'm like, once I'm burned out at work, I get off work and I got to work more. You know, I just, I'm, I have nothing. I have nothing left. Yes. <laughs> you know, when, when fucking the new year hits, that's when I'll be motivated. <laughs> when this shit is over that's when i'll be motivated but i'm just being super honest right now um that i've just got just nothing left like i even turn off my story replies lately mm -hmm. but you know it is you know i'm very chatty i talk to everyone and i think as i continue talking to everyone i just get more people feel more and more familiar with me mm-hmm and so I spend an inordinate amount of time just like accommodating online. I don't want to call them friendships because I don't really know most of these people, but like just, you know, conversation, you know, so that is just is it's been exhausting. So I'm just I don't know. There's so many different ways in which there's output right now for me. And so it's just difficult to be motivated. So I'm just like pulling things closer to myself. Yes. Like, you know, more of my peace in myself and more of my quietness and stillness in myself or meditativeness and just all of that, just pulling it closer into myself so I can just be more rested. So I don't know. That was a very long answer because I think I just really needed to say it. <laughs> no, I'm with it. That's what this show's about. Get it out. Get it out. I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it nonstop because it's just affecting me so much. I'm just so fucking tired. Yes. You yeah. Have yeah you have oh, hit the head on the nail for me oh my god you're mm -hmm. speaking to the choir this is a very tiring season for a lot of people i would say that every artist i know is just like up in the air right now you know um, yeah i can't shoot like most of my projects i can't really shoot people have paid me for things that i can't shoot because we're we're not on lockdown right now but i don't trust niggas to wash their hands mm -hmm. or to sanitize like and then I got to be in close quarters with you. And then you think like, oh, everything's cool. But then as soon as it's over or as soon as, you know, you try to venture out into the world or for me anyway, you hear like, oh, somebody close to you or a few a few degrees of separation away from you. Mm -hmm. They got COVID and they're in the ICU now or someone just recently passed away or so, you know, I it's hard to maneuver. You know, it's really hard to maneuver. So most of my work lately has been like product photography, which I'd love. Dope. Yeah. But oh, I don't know. It's just, I got nothing, Daniel. I'm like, I'm like, 
you know when spongebob came out from underneath the ocean and he was just the, a picture of a sponge yes that's me just sitting up there on top of a rock i'm telling you <laughs> i'm telling you and i'm the, sitting up there on top of a rock Ugh. just squeezed out just done Squeeze the fuck out i ain't got no eyeballs ain't got no legs no arms nothing i'm just a sponge a dry ass sponge <laughs> I got i'm telling you being a creative is it's on paper on paper it looks it sounds great but there's a lot of moments of distress and unmotivation and discouragement that just comes along with it and yeah it's, it's, like, it's wild right now like i even i and i'm gonna do this i'm not even this is not even a joke i have such just stress when it comes down to sitting down and like sending out an email mm. so what i'm literally going to do is have my assistant come here and look at my emails read them to me and then i will will speak my response and she will type them. <laughs> yes Yo, shout out to that funny <laughs> it sounds funny it sounds so funny but it's like I have a block in my mind when it comes to replying to the emails that I have. And all of them are important. Yes. All of them are important. So I'm like, I'm going to dictate to you and you will write and then you will send and it will be fine. So that's, that's where, that's where I'm at. Like I got nothing left. I love that. I got nothing left. (laughs) Like I wish I can be escape for a year and then come back and then I'll be motivated again. Nigga, I ain't even going to be... I ain't gonna be motivated. I'm just gonna not come back, or I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna just change gear, just shift gears. That's literally what I'm doing right now. I'm shifting gears into to what kind of creative I'm really trying to be, you know? Um, because I think this year has been great because I've stopped trying to be a photographer mm-hmm. um, and just kind of making. And just kind of being a person that just likes taking photos, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's honestly being a motivation to me. It makes it because I'm, I'm having a lot more fun with it. So I just stopped trying to be like this, you know, have my Instagram being like a, a certain thing or thinking I need to be out taking photos all the time. And, you know, cause I, don't, I don't even want to be that person. I don't want I don't want to take photos all the time, you know? And if you honestly, if you're asking me, I would rather podcast with people than take photos. To be honest with you, um, I feel like most photographers will hit that moment. They hit a wall. You're going like, to hit a wall. I don't want to do this anymore, and I feel like I've hit that wall. I, I love photography for a broader purpose, but mm. I think photography has as has now, like brand photography, like shooting products on a person. The the images are about the product. They're not about pulling this huge grand theme out of a person like i don't have that in me right now yes um i'm with you yeah it's it's just a challenge and like i think i think i don't know i talk about this all the time but i really feel like after this year like i'm no longer gonna do for higher work like i don't have it i don't have it in me (laughs) as crazy as that sounds more i have i i'm telling you i am i am a dry sponge Yes, it's, 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 money is great, but also that work is very exhausting. You know, a lot of people outside of this probably don't understand what that means, but it is dealing with people, not knowing what they want, and then their expectations, and then deadlines, and obviously you take on a lot of work, and then it's just, it's, it's very exhausting. I see why. 
how exhausting like that exhaustion extends into so many areas of your life like I can't be a great partner with the amount of hours that I work every mm -hmm. day. I work about 12 hours a day. Mm -hmm. And so maybe more depending on what time I go to bed. I'm, and I'm, and if I'm not working, I'm thinking about work, you yep. know, like my, my brain is tired. I took a week off next week though. Shout and I that. wish Nick would message me. Don't fucking message me. Don't ask me for shit. Nothing. A bitch is going to go to sleep. I might even smoke weed next week. I don't even Let's smoke. Let's go. <laughs> let's go i don't even smoke but like i will i'm trying to be maximum relaxed next week and maybe maybe i'll feel better once i'm not as exhausted as i am but as of right now i just want to like flip a table and let all this shit go i'm with it i'm with it but to <laughs> your that, that's not <laughs> that to... was not the question no you're good i don't know it is a question though i mean it's related to the, your motivation boosters and we're drained is what we're telling you <laughs> I, I mean i've got some self-care practices lately yeah I've what, what's been, those? I, I will get in a bath and put my phone in another room because my phone i'm tethered to it mm. on another room and i will get in the tub and read so um it's like me taking care of myself literally because i have to bathe and then just giving myself some time in my brain some other something else to do that doesn't involve thinking about the work that i have to do so yes lord um, yeah so that's that's my only self-care practice right now i could stand to have more but I, i'm just being honest i don't take care of myself as much as i could i should because of work mm -hmm. um so my self-care practice right now is after work after 5 p.m i get in the tub i grab my book and i sit in there and i read to myself for about 30 minutes okay and even get the fuck out what about you that's you good. got any self-care practices? You take care of yourself very well, Daniel. I do. I have I have stints to where I do really well, then I kinda backtrack, then I kinda catch myself. I actually wrote this on my 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 fun account earlier today. But um so recently I took on medit meditation. I actually took it seriously since when COVID hit. Obviously I was at a job for a little while, so I actually tried to actually no. I dove into yoga seriously when COVID hit. And then I did meditation kind of recently. So mm -hmm. those are two self-care practices that have had direct benefits, like almost instantly. Mm -hmm. So those have been amazing. Just That's awesome. That's really awesome. You're just mind, body, and soul and really pushing your body and being able to not think about anything in those moments of meditation has been phenomenal. You, you, you create the inner peace, which is kind of what yeah. you need every day. Mm -hmm. um i would say another part is you mentioned meal prepping earlier is kind of learning how to cook i love been, that about you though. like yeah watching you like sort of picking up cooking as like a habit of yours has been really cool to watch it's been amazing it's been i've had to unlearn a lot of things i used to pay a lot of money just eating out and not eating good food and actually going to the grocery store and actually going down to owls and looking at ingredients and stuff like that has been self-care for sure you know just putting better things in my body drinking water self-care making sure i do that pedicures you get pedicures like i do pedicures going to get my i shout out to claudia she's probably listening to this but uh, she put me in a face <laughs> a face cleaning routine i have a i have a whole every night routine of cleaning my face mm -hmm. which is super nice it makes, me, it makes me feel good you know but um yeah those things really has been like the things now but reading is one of those things as well and exercising reading has been huge i've yeah. been 
reading has been actually shout out to Catherine, Catherine Fopel on that one. I've been trying to catch up, you know, and do what she be doing, but is, it, that, she, uh, is she a she, day? Is she in it? Fucking, she's a goddamn. Yeah, she. She's so like she reads. I think she read like eighty some books, books last last year. year. Like she yeah. destroys. Like what is well? She works at a library, so that contributes to it. But she also just is an avid book reader, and it is impressive. And I have on my list to read. Um, how many do I have to read this year? I have on my list to read. Um, twenty-five books this year. I think I'm only five in. If I put away my workout, I could do it. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. Making time I, to read is is i think is super essential just for every person you need to you need to be reading something in my honest opinion mm-hmm. i think you need to be drinking water every day but, <laughs> and and reading something something it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be a long novel it doesn't have to be anything crazy just read something right an article yes read an article uh, a day <laughs> but, um, all right oh is yeah. that good no we're, we're good, good. Let's, let's wind this on down what's the next one all right, this is our last question, and then we're up out of here. Yes. All right, so somebody asked, this was on mine. She said WAP, which stands for wet ass pussy. Yes. Which is super controversial. Well, it's, I'm not even going to call it. Con- well, yes, it is. Because yes, anytime a black woman says anything about her fucking self, it's controversial. Stupid. Um, what do y'all think? Why do y'all think people have such a problem with women talking about their sexuality and or sex? Uh, I wrote on some of status the other day. I was like, women can, men cannot articulate why the same pussy they want to be in is offensive when mm. talked about by women. Mm-hmm. For some reason, when a woman expresses agency, it is, she is a hoe. Mm-hmm. I've even heard people go so far as to say, like, call Cardi a hoe because her man cheated on her. Mm. Like, like Cardi had anything to do with her man cheating on her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's stupid. And then I even thought about the fact that like nobody called Beyonce a hoe when her man cheated on her. It's and that bitch would be out here. Yep. Just as naked as the rest of them. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. So it's about respectability. It's about control. It's even weird to hear people like, well, what about role models for the kids? And I'm like, these kids don't need to be. Cardi B did not ask to be your child's role model. Nope. Fucking Meg the Stallion didn't ask to be your child's role model. Exactly. So, and it's and it's also super weird because you know we grew up listening to some of the dirtiest, stupidest rap. Super dirty. And I never turned into a quote unquote hoe. I never turned into a drug dealer. Nope. I never turned into any of the shit that these songs preach or some of the dumbest lyrics that we grew up on. You know, like snap music was huge back in the day. And they have some of the dumbest music, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, and, and degrading lyrics, and some of the, some of the, the the rap lyrics across history have been the most degrading toward women. Mm-hmm. These women are not in in the songs talking about some of the things that men have talked about doing to us, choking us. Mm-hmm. I mean, these are in rap music, literally. Rick Ross rapped about date rape on you and you and you know yes and <laughs> and the most that happened to this nigga was he lost uh, his adidas partnership that was it exactly 
nobody said any well i mean people had some shit to say but that chatter died down but these two random ass black women mine their own or i don't think cardi's black i think she's like puerto rican or some shit I yeah know. i think she's puerto rican um, um um but these two you know black ass women black and brown are yeah here black and brown living their fucking life talking about their pussy and people are upset and i think it comes down to control you know and purity culture you mm-hmm. know a lot of it's like women should be certain things women you know a, a model woman is a woman who cooks and cleans or submissive is, does, does everything that submits to being a partner to a man absolutely you know? we just don't and, s- and anything outside of that even if you're gay even if you're a lesbian anything outside of that is is completely detrimental to society especially if you look good and are talking about your wet ass pussy like like at the end of the day, a lot of the people who are outraged are the same people who would fuck Cardi and Meg given the chance. Exactly. My like, y'all point. Be, like, if they came for you, you would you wouldn't be yelling, "Oh, this is whole shit." At the at that time, and even, even women who are super critical of of them, like they don't even know. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like the question is, why do y'all think people have such a problem? They don't know. They don't. They know. don't have no fucking clue why they have such a problem with why women are so like there's probably people out there who have a problem with me talking about sex on this podcast yep um but not to you know it's not to that same level but it's like everybody is a every person that exists on this earth is a product of sex yes vaginas and dicks are not gonna like kill you you know what i'm saying they're not gonna rise up and kill you they're not gonna rise up and fuck your kids because people think like (laughs) they think like you know talking about sex is somehow just like a huge detriment to the lives of children but you know whatever it's just weird all of the different parallels or verticals that have come out of of this video and with and women just expressing their agency that's Quisha being nosy. But at the end of the day, the the real the real thing is people don't know why they're upset. And the reasons why they think they're upset are not actually the reason. Exactly. And this is where the it's just, I guess is for a lot of people is they're intimidated by it. You know, a strong, amazing black woman being confident and being sure of herself and not giving a fuck scares people. I don't I don't know why. I think that's amazing. You know, yeah. I think it's very, I think it's cool, attractive. And it, it, I think, I, I guess, go back to being like a social construct. You know, you don't see women being outspoken. You don't see them talking about themselves or their sexuality and being open. But, you know, for over the years for a guy, it's just kind of whatever, you know. So it's just, it's, it's hypocritical. Yeah, there's, definitely, there's definitely double standards at play. Yes. It's very, definitely yeah. Double, double standards at play. But, you know, I, I, I commend them. And at the end of the day, like what people are doing is none of my fucking business. None of my business. I don't need to have an opinion on Cardi and Meg. Like, I don't need to have one. Like if the work that they're making is not work that directly insults like all of humanity, then I don't, it does have, has nothing to do with me. And if you're involving yourself in an opinion, then a negative opinion about it then it, it's bothering you on a level you may not even be a hundred percent aware of like you're projecting onto meg what 
what belongs to you exactly. not what belongs to because they're happy yes they're paid they get to sing about their pussy on tv mm-hmm. they, get to, they get to fucking twerk in a split wearing a zebra print fucking onesie let's go like, they're they're doing fine <laughs> so whatever you feel about meg and and you know and Cardi in this video says more about what you feel about whatever your sexuality or whatever it is than it does about them. Yes. All of our opinions come from a place of, you know, personal experience, maybe pain and insecurities, whatever. insecurity, whatever, you know? So keep that shit to yourself. Shut the fuck up. Don't shut, please shut the fuck up. Please <laughs> shut the fuck up. Cause, and what a sad, sad world it is for especially women who want to be, who should feel equal and then not feel bad about being outspoken and being their true selves, being offended by this. You know what I'm saying? That 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 blows my mind. I mean, in every aspect, black women are, are hypersexualized. I mean, so this is just like, oh, like, <laughs> like, whoa. like y'all are actually talking about it. Oh my God, you know? So I don't, it's just, it's, it's it's a bizarre it's a bizarre situation but i'm very proud of them for doing it and i i hope more of these things come out you know so yes and i think the problem i really it's a really funny meme about this that was like i can't believe the generation that grew up on what is it is it slob on my knob yes corner on the cob come on (laughs) dude corner on the cob is like doing the like oh my god i can't believe our children at all it's like dude why? And if, nope. yes, yeah, it's just like no, you should be the influence of your kids. I hate that the whole meme was like there should be a role model for our kids. It's like no, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, now, I mean, kids kids have more access to stuff on the internet now, whereas before we would really have to like you know work to see some of the shit that we wanted to see. Yeah, but like you know, kids have access to YouTube or whatever. You can you can change your parental settings or whatever on YouTube. Mm-hmm. So- access but either way if they're interfacing with social media in any way they're gonna see it so i mean you can't shield your kids from sex or any representation of sex forever it's not like their pussies were literally out and it's not like they'll even get the you know a lot of the innuendo or or lyrics you know what i'm saying exactly i didn't even really get the lyrics until i was grown but i could tell okay they are talking about sex but i don't really know the specifics but you know i i don't know i again to answer that question why do y'all think people have such a problem (sighs) because of whatever repressed weird ass shit happened in their life and they they can't own it (laughs) absolutely (laughs) and they feel like they need to have an opinion about another woman's vagina which is repressed which is stupid i mean it's my opinion it's like going back to to future seeing my percocet i'll be more percocet i'll be more upset with that you know what I'm saying? Yeah, literally the lyrics to the the, the, the lyrics to the hook is Molly Percocet. Like that's something you should be upset about. Percocet, Molly Percocet, Percocet, Molly Percocet, mask off. Yes. That, those are the lyrics. Like, come on, people. And he did get some backlash for that. I remember that. He did get some backlash for that, but nothing that's like this. There is never no. any backlash that a man will face that will completely cripple or undermine his career. I'm sorry. Absolutely not. You're right. Absolutely. <laughs> Nothing. Like, I mean, Donald Trump is a prime example, but. Oh, my God. That's a whole different conversation right there. Jesus Christ. But, like, there's nothing that that man can do. I mean, he's, you know, that's something different. But there's nothing that a man can do in his career besides, honestly, 
Not even besides. There's nothing that he there's can nothing. do that for. There's nothing. He's there are a- people out there to this day that are still like, R. Kelly is the greatest artist that ever lived. Leave Bill Cosby alone. Why Why did why niggas still fucking with Bill Cosby? And it'd be black people. Yes. Like, Bill Cosby, That like, you know, they should have never, you know, it's just dumb. It's just dumb. Yep. So, but, you know, had it been someone else, they'd be completely and utterly canceled like think about stacy dash for example oh my god yes yes that perfect example she's completely cuckoo however you know all it took was her going coming out of nowhere saying some weird ass shit and y'all ain't heard from her no more yeah like gone when they said they canceled that when they said they canceled stacy dash that bitch was gone i mean gone uh, overnight yeah so so anyways you need to love strong black women love them appreciate them you know what I'm saying? If you have a problem, I'll, I'll even I'll even pull I'll even pull the word strong out of that. Um, I read something recently that was like we need to stop projecting this like innate idea of strength into black women because it removes our ability to be soft. You know? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. So, yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. 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 So, you know? I mean, so I think it's okay to still say strong black women, but I think when we think about it, we we want to give black women the 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 ability ability to be soft or be vulnerable. We don't always have to be the strong black woman. We can, mm-hmm. Sometimes we could just be black woman. Yes. <laughs> and let that be that because you don't hear strong white woman. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's facts. That's facts. Strong Dominican woman. You just you only hear that when it comes to black women, which means that maybe we feel less. Um, we have less, we experience less pain, we experience, you know, less, um, when that's just not the truth. So I think it's totally okay to say strong black woman, but I think we just need to have some care around sometimes yes. how much we're projecting onto women that they have to be a certain thing in order for them to, you know, be. Yes. Okay. That's a good, that's actually a good way to think about it. I'm glad, uh, I'll see. I'm, that's all of this podcast is about learning and unlearning. You know it's what I'm saying? great yeah this is a wonderful com- as always and so last minute i know and i know it's like it's late right now it's like 11 51 p.m so i'm like running out of steam yes but i still feel really good and i'm i'm so thankful i'm i'm gonna be honest i'm low-key hungry i low-key kind of want to get a milkshake but I, I want i want some cereal i'm probably gonna have some cereal honestly but yes on that note get your milkshake <laughs> you know what i'm saying no i'm not gonna get it i'm trying to be on a on a great on a a good path all right well fine well if you're listening to this bed that's that's that's, take your take your ass to sleep honestly yes that's probably that's probably what i'm gonna do i'm gonna edit this podcast gonna put it up and going right to bed um so much daniel for having me and thank you guys for allowing me back to talk to you guys yes it won't be the last time share all my damn opinions (laughs) all all these opinions but yeah won't be the last time absolutely not because you are a favorite on the show so people Aww. love people love hearing your voice and i love hearing your voice too i know you do yeah 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 anyways <laughs> guys i want you all to enjoy some wet ass pussy you know what i'm saying shout out to that pussy. get some wet ass pussy stop stop you need to come back and do talk about wet ass pussy specifically as it as it relates to like pleasure yes we're gonna come back oh this, this is gonna be a very sex positive show pleasure standard pleasure standard yes we're gonna open some eyes to set sets is okay talk about sets sets nets normalize it normalize it normalize it so we're gonna do that <laughs> <laughs> seriously though um right. 
but yeah so thank you for listening thank you for these awesome questions ashley we'll be back um and yes keep listening to the daniel white show tell your friends tell your mom tell your don't tell my mom because she'll be mad at me for the show but you know what i'm saying enjoy your life and subscribe review all the things much love see y'all later bye, bye.